0: hello and welcome to my podcast this is ashley your host aka ash kitten um i don't have too much time right now i'm actually taking advantage of the children napping so um and i had to go to the furthest end of the house so that way i'm careful not to wake them <sighs> but anyway um today today i just want to talk to you guys I'm gonna talk to you about God. Wait, don't turn it off. Please, just listen to what I have to say. Um, The way that God is portrayed to everyone is not who God really is. What I mean by that is even, even the church, even most churches are very condemning and very like, you know they are they are loyal to the word but to the point where they condemn and then that is not loyalty to the word because god said that we must first love like the greatest commandment of all is love and i don't care if you're muslim i don't care if you're atheist i don't care if you're buddhist i don't care if you're satanist i love you and i don't just mean that with words i mean that if you showed up on my doorstep without a place to go, without um, food, without clothing, I would give it to you. I wouldn't ask questions. I wouldn't say, wait, but first do you believe in God? I would just give it to you because you need it and you're a human being and that's what God wanted us to do. Now, there's there's a lot of people who don't believe in God and they have many reasons Um, One of the most, one of the biggest reasons that I get all the time whenever I'm talking to people is that they say, well, if God exists, why can't he get rid of all the rape, all the murders, all the torment, all the horrible things that happen? And it, it is pretty bad. The world is awful, awful, but that's because of sin, not because of God. So it goes back to when God created every living being with free will. He created the angels with free will. And I believe in my heart of hearts that we were in heaven before we came to earth, which makes a lot more sense to me. Um, when it says that he knows, he knew us, and he knew us before we were born. Um, and someone could take the approach where he knows the future so he already knows us because he already knows every word we've ever said before we've ever said it. That's possible. But I also, I, I just believe that we started, when he created everything, he created everything at once. And that everything he created was just at one time. And that the energy is constantly moving and we start in heaven and um, we are born on earth as a test to see if we choose sin or him so that way we can make it into a place without sin um, because of that exact thing. He wants a place where we can all be without sin but with the power of free will. Now, to a lot of people, that concept just goes around and around and around in their head. Like, okay, well, if we have free will, we have the the choice to choose bad or good. However, here's the thing. Think of, because the best way I can put it is a video game, okay? It's not completely going to be accurate, so please don't try to break my analogy into a million pieces and shatter it. But just listen to the basic concept. If you have a video game where the rules in the video game are that there's no way to die. There's nowhere to fall. There's no bad guys coming after you. There's no way to die. But you still have free will. You can jump. You can play. You can eat things. You can jump around. You can move about. But there's no way harm can be caused to you. And there's no way for you to cause harm on others. There are video games that exist like that. Um... The rules, the construct, inside the construct of the rules, there's no way for there to be bad to occur. However, in order for someone to be placed within those rules, in a spiritual sense, you must choose that. Otherwise, it is not free will. Okay, so so like, basically it's saying a heart a heart who's, who chooses sin that that lives in a place like that sin will still be in that place so that means the writing would be hacked if that makes any sense or or that the construct wouldn't be perfect because sin is written into the code so you can't have a heart with sin in heaven otherwise there will be hurt and corruption and death and, and horrible things happening. if i I'm probably not explaining this as good as I can imagine it or think of it. I'm trying, really trying for you guys, because I want you to know the God that I know, not the God that peop- that people are talking about like condemns people and sentences people to eternal hell and damnation. That's not the God that I serve. That's not the God that I love. That's not the God that that comforts me and brings me joy and teaches me. Um, there, There is a side to God that judges, which because he is God, he is the only one able to judge. But his son, think of it like this. God is, he is the creator of all living things. He's the master architect, okay? He had to create this first earth for us because he knew what was going to happen. He knew corruption was going to happen, but he had to still give us free will. Think about it like this, okay? He could have said, all right, every single person can either... Well, not can't either because that would be still a choosing. So, So basically, he would make every single one of us to not even be able to choose for ourselves, but to be as robots and love him and give our entire lives to him. But to him, that wouldn't be what love is. But he is love. He's the definition of love. So he knows what love is. Love is not forced. Love is a choice. So we have to choose him over something else. What is that? Something else? Use something else is sin. There has to be a contrast. There has to be choice made in order for us to follow into the second existence that we're going to have. With free will, we will have without sin. Because we chose to erase sin. We're born into sin on this earth because, because the angels had free will. And they some chose to brings sin to earth sin is a state of mind it's it's a energy it's a it is the absence of god that to me is the definition of sin it's the absence of god is anything evil that happens is sin anything that is good that happens is of god some things can be um mis and construed misconstrued to be good but aren't really good and it's not really of god so i'm saying something that's truly good is of god something that is not good is absent of God. Okay, so that being said, it makes sense that he created a place for us to be in to choose him or to choose sin. Those are the only two choices. No matter what we choose besides him, the choice is sin. Or no matter what we choose besides sin, the choice is God. There's no in-between. There's no other choices. People think there's a million different choices that we can make. And it's like Buddha or Allah or all these different religions. Here's the thing. We either choose in the God who created us and sent his son to die for us. And in the resurrection of Christ three days later. And the true the true god that we serve the king above kings king the king and the ruler of all nations and of the universe because he created it or we choose something else which is a sin whether it's money whether it's another god whether it's whatever Now, i'm not a traditional christian by that I mean, I don't just believe everything that I'm I've heard in church. I don't just follow along and march to that drum. I research and I find for myself. I find truth because I can't live on on not knowing. That is me. I have to know. I have to dive in. I have to research. After research, there was a time when I questioned. Whether or not God was real, and I was raised in the church. Okay, so we're talking about someone who was raised in the church and being raised in the church. I wouldn't accept it because just because it was told to me, to me they were just stories. To me, I I didn't. It wasn't real. It wasn't real, and I had so many questions. I was like God, and like like many of you do, many of you have questions. One of the questions was about that exact thing about why is there suffering on earth why can't we all just love each other and be happy and why does there have to be pain why does there have to be people who murder and i found my answer i found my answer by looking at a scripture and i'm actually gonna look for the scripture right now because once i say it to you if it doesn't ring, i don't know like um Maybe it's not your time to really understand it. It's kind of like the matrix. You have to be ready to have the truth. But also, there's a lot of Christians, people who claim to be Christians, that don't know the truth. They have a version of it or they have part of it. They don't have the full-blown truth. And honestly, honest God, I don't either. I'm still looking for answers. No person on this earth has all the answers. I don't care who you are. The only one who walked this earth who has all the answers is Jesus. Not even the prophets. Not even every single other person who walked on this earth. It is Jesus. The only one with all the answers. And we're connected. We're connected to him. We ask him for answers and the answers are revealed. I ask for wisdom. Um, We can ask for so many things and it will be given to us. So why not ask for wisdom? Why not ask for answers? Because my answers are revealed. When I ask for them, they're revealed. I don't just use it as a reason to not believe. I believe. And I still ask the answers. Or I ask for answers. And I ask questions. And it is revealed to me. The answers are revealed. So let me find this verse really quick for you guys. Sorry. i feel like I'm coming down with something. So I apologize if my voice isn't all that easy to listen to today. Um, so the verse is about wheat and tares and um it's a parable actually in matthew 13 24 um through thirteen thirty, and um let's see if i can actually pull it up right now <sighs> goodness gracious i'm also tired and i want to find it in the bible because i don't want like a paraphrase i want to actually read it to you from the bible it says um another parable he put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop Then the tares also appeared, so the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed into your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. I'm going to break this down, guys. Because this, this part of the Bible had so many answers in it when I read it. I was like, oh, okay, this makes this makes sense. We were made with the okay, so like back it up to heaven, okay? Kingdom of heaven is in heaven. This is what I believe we started in heaven. I believe that um, the angels that, and Lucifer, of course, who chose, he wanted to be like God, he wanted to be worshipped, he wanted to be um, as God because he was jealous of God. That's free will. The angels had free will. Well, because he chose to separate himself from God, sin was then created. Because sin is the absence of God. That's the easiest way to explain it. It's not just doing things against God or doing bad things. It is the absence of God. That is sin. Where God is, there is no sin. Think about um the part let's see um the part of the bible that talks about um the men who or the priests who had to um go in and um they had to it's like way 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 back when before jesus came and um and they had to sacrifice animals for their sins. A blood sacrifice had to be made in order to cover sin, and it didn't cover all of it, and it and it would only go so far, which is why he sent his son as the perfect sacrifice. So there is some like universe rule that blood has to be um, sacrificed in order to cleanse sin now i like i know that that exists as a rule just like we can't really explain gravity is rule on earth and there's certain like rules that come with just being on earth well there are also rules that just come with being in heaven so rules that maybe we don't understand but so like backing it up okay so The angels had free will some of them chose to separate themselves from god creating sin because no one was separate from god before that so there was no sin i don't care who you are there was no sin there was no sin so what is sin sin is the absence of god okay so they separated themselves from god chose to separate themselves from god but some of them came down to earth okay So now we have the people who were created on earth, Adam and Eve, who were made to be good. Like he stowed the wheat into the field. That is the good wheat. He stowed them into the field and they're good, right? They still have free will. They were given choices. Like one of them is where to eat, what names to name the animals. They were given free will, but they walked with God. So they were sinless. They they were not without God where God is sin cannot be understand that sin is the absence of God so when the angels who chose to um you know come to earth and Lucifer decided that he was going to tempt at um Eve in the garden he now gave Eve a choice to be without God just to choose sin or to be with God and choose to stay with him and listen to him, follow him. She chose the separation. Now, the um, enemy, the serpent, made it very, very, very tempting. He said that you can be like God, which is the same thing that he thought himself when he turned from God, when he separated himself from God. Because to be like God, you must separate yourself from God. As he is a perfect being. And you can't be be in his presence and believe that you are him. That's separation. That's That's the part where our hearts turn from him. We separate. Okay? So, we have free will. Okay? We chose sin now these these um the enemy which is lucifer and his minions the other angels they have now put doubt and and things into the people who were created to be good okay but we still have free will now god could just be like all right let me just burn everything up and start over no because then the the wheat that he created the beauty that he created would be destroyed now let's answer another question um some people would be like oh well didn't he do that when he created the flood he killed everything right Mm, okay let's let's get into that so when i say i'm not a traditional christian i have much more to go on by not being a traditional christian and just believing what i'm told than to research things i research and i research and i research till i find my answers and i i do have a relationship with my god i'm a spiritual being and i ask for answers and they're given to me and i i don't know any other way to explain it i'm also a very logical being i have to have proof he has to put proof in my hands i have to be like god and i am I mean I love you and everything but this I don't know if I'm what I'm believing is 100% true I know he's true and I know many things thing because just because of all the experiences that I've had leading up to now but certain other things like I don't know if I believe in um, pre-tribulation or post-tribulation let's just say that okay just throw that out there because there's so many debates on post-trib pre-trib mid-trib whatever okay until God gives me those answers for me to be solid enough to be, cause some people are like, oh, this scripture backs it up. Oh, this scripture backs up the opposite or whatever. You can twist scripture or be however you want. God has to literally put it in my hand and give me true in- internal answers in order for me to believe something. This is why everything that I believe, I can stand up and defend a hundred million percent. I have answers for so many things because I search for the answers, not just listening to somebody else. I don't expect you to listen to me tell you all this and then just believe what I say. Don't do that. My goodness, don't, please don't do that. Go look for the answers yourself. If you have a question, go find that answer. But do one thing, one thing. Talk to God when you're looking for those answers. Even if you don't think he exists, you'll find that he talks back. You have to be sincere in talking to him. You can't just be like, all right, God, show me the answer. Nothing appeared. You must not be real. That's not what I'm talking about. But many people have testimonies where they have been like, God, I don't know if you're real. But now would be a really good time to show yourself or prove to me because I'm looking for answers and I need you. If you are real I need you because that is giving up a part of yourself a prideful part of yourself that doesn't want to believe you give up that part of you and I guarantee you you will have an answer and you will know him and you will start to get to know him and you have a relationship with him because it's only it, that's all it starts with you can do it in a room with nobody there nobody has to know nobody has to even know that you even thought about doing this okay you can do it in the dark It doesn't doesn't matter, in a closet, you can do it in your basement, but do it, because you will get an answer. There's never been a time that I've ever told anybody to do this and they haven't gotten an answer. Now, here's also the thing. You still have to give up that pride. You can't be looking to prove him wrong. You have to really be searching for answers because if you aren't, He can sense it in your heart right away, and no, he's not gonna show up because you're gonna mock him. That is a God experience, and you'll have one. If you're looking for a real one, you'll have one. So, back, sorry I went off on a tangent, but I had to share that, okay. So, um, the the flood. All right, so I read the Apocrypha, I read um, it's, it, it's hard to explain okay so like the declaration of independence happened right we know it happened there's there signatures on it yet um, like a thousand years from now people might be like oh does this document were there really people here who signed this did this really happen same thing with the bible you know like we're far enough away from the time that it was written to say, oh, maybe somebody just wrote this as a story. Okay, I had somebody tell me today that um, while well, believing in God, and Jesus, and um, the, the things that happened in the Bible, the historical events, I don't even like to call them stories, the historical events that happened in the Bible, is much like my great 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 grandkids believing Harry Potter existed. Not so. Here's why. Because Harry Potter was written to be fiction. First of all, the Bible was written as a historical account of things that happened in multiple places, so multiple people saying the same thing, their account of exactly what happened. Um, it is written as. In, it is written through time, meaning that some of it was written before Jesus was born and some was written after. A prophecy came true and it was prophesied before the actual event. Now, somebody had a great imagination in writing Harry Potter and it was great. The sequels came pretty quickly after each other but it wasn't hundreds of years in between predicting something and then it happening. This is, and and there's documentation to prove that the scrolls are different amounts of years old, and there's just so much fact and historical thing in it to even, and and I don't blame people 100% for you know, just kind of sloughing them off as stories, because that's what I did before I, my eyes opened up to the truth, even though I was fed these, you know, quote-unquote stories on my life, up until a certain point, I wanted answers, I didn't know, I was like, how could God exist if, if this is true, if this happens, if that happens, well, okay, why did he, why did he flood the earth? Let me ask you that. Why? It says that it was because the world was corrupt with sin. Mm. Yes. Okay. So Greek translation. We're gonna go back to Greek because we're gonna we're gonna move through all the you know like English translations and all the other translations that were created after the Greek translation, Um, and that. Honestly, like, that is going to be the truest form that we can find today, which is the Greek translation. Um, people can mistranslate all day long. And it's easy to do. Um, but when you go and study the actual Greek words for things, you'll notice that there are no English words to represent some of these things. It would take sentences or paragraphs. So, um, and sometimes not even a word, we don't even have a word sometimes to actually uh, like one understanding of a word to understand their words, some of those words. Um the word so for instance, means mind, body and soul being completely purified and cleaned. However, and, and I don't fault the translation, the English translation. But in our translation, it's just as healed. Healed doesn't quite grasp it because we're thinking on the surface when we read English. Um, when, we, when we think healed, okay, this person was blind and now they see. No, when he touched a blind man's eyes and he was able to see, he not only could see out of his eyes, but then he had a renewed spirit. He was actually saved. In his soul, his mind was renewed. He was a new creature in Christ completely. It's not just that he was able to see again. When he raised Lazarus Lazarus from the dead, all of these things that he does, the word so-to-so was in the Greek translation, meaning he purified the mind, body, and soul at the same time. Now, for some people, it's not that significant of a difference. To me, it is everything. Because the people who were wanting healing, he healed them because they really wanted more than just their eyes being opened and being able to see. But when their eyes were opened and they were able to see, they believed with their heart because it was made manifest that the miracle was made manifest into their own lives something that they needed and they wanted and they prayed for and they asked for and it was made manifest so of course their hearts were quickly turned over to believe this is our savior this is the one nothing was asked of the man to to like um you need to believe before i touch your eyes that nothing god jesus just healed people and that is what turned them but Everything happened at once. It was like boom, boom, boom effect. Mind, body, and soul. So, going back off on another tangent, because I do that. Um, so so. That's a great word, meaning healing of mind, body, and soul. Okay. So, <laughs> so sorry that I like go off on tangents, but it's just important. Like, I really want you guys to get the background and the understanding that I have. And I want you to research on your own. Please, if you have if you're looking for answers, don't just sit there and let your heart lie dormant and and not believe that God exists or even believe that God exists but you just don't know why. That's horrible. Please don't do that. Please don't just believe what you're told because you would be the easiest to manipulate if if there were an antichrist to come. You'd be the easiest to convince. Don't believe what you're told. Believe believe what you research and research and research but also let your soul connect to god and he will speak to you people think that's crazy but he will and you'll find answers and he validates himself every single time so you know you're not crazy because i sometimes i'm like hmm, okay well god just talked to me so i can check that uh that i'm all we'll now that off the list of growing old 35 now so um yeah but what happens with me and I don't know if everybody what he does is he validates so he'll tell me something and uh and you have to it's a still small voice you have to be listening for it you have to be open with that connection and that relationship um and it gets louder as you get closer to him but he he doesn't just like Right on your wall. <laughs> follow me. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to love him. But he's not going to completely. Um, force you into it. So. Anyway. What he does for me. Is. he Excuse me. He speaks to me. And when he speaks to me. Um. I know that it's not my own thoughts. like it it says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. It's not my own thoughts. And if ever doubt creeps in, it's like, oh, no, you were thinking that. You just think it's God. It's not really your thoughts. God's not talking to you. Okay, so God says, oh, yes, it was me. I'm going to send somebody else to come tell you the same exact thing I told you in your head without them even knowing that that's what I told you. Okay, so someone comes along and says, God told me to tell you this. Oh, same exact thing he already told me. Should I believe it? No, because I'm really stubborn. I mean, you can, but I'm stubborn. So, like, I'm like, okay, well, hmm, coincidences do happen, and some people can think things at the same time, and whatever. So then he's like, all right, so I'm just going to have to send another person, another person who's obedient to my call, person who doesn't know that other person, a person that... Doesn't know that the other person has even talked to you. And they're going to say exactly what exactly what the other person said. Oh! Mm. I'm going to say something in your head different this time. I'm going to add something to that. Something else. Because you had another question and I just gave you another answer. On the spot, like that. In the middle of you just thinking. Alright? Now this new person who comes isn't just going to tell you exactly what the other person just told you, but they're going to also verbatim and word for word say the new answer that I just gave you for the new question that you just had in your head, and yep, that's God, okay? There is no denying that. And he just, and then, and then, I'm like, all right, God, I get it, it's you. Fully, I'm, I'm focused, I'm focused. You want me to know some, I'm right here. Let me open up the bible oh my goodness that's literally exactly what you just said like he shows himself to me in so many ways and I want that for you like oh my goodness I throw out fleeces all the time because there there's been so much doubt in my life I don't think I I can do it as much I'm, I, I still do it so I still doubt everybody has doubt doubt creeps in it just does because we're human beings and we're on earth and we're in a body that is not perfect we're going to have thoughts we have to ask for the strength to combat those thoughts and recently i just realized that we have the power to do that and it it's been working really been working um but the doubt creeps in and i ask for signs and i put fleeces out and i'm like all right god here's my fleece and comes right back like okay I get you I get you so I part of me sometimes doubts but my heart and my soul belong to God the doubt that creeps in does not overtake me it doesn't rule it doesn't win. I push it out as fast as it comes in and sometimes God has to humor me by, you know speaking to me from different people you know or or validating himself but he always does he's true to his promises he always backs himself up He always validates a word and he wants us to question whether or not it's from him too because we it could be from satan he can put thoughts in our head too and we could be like oh it's from god god told me to do this it could be our own thoughts god told me to do this um it's not backed up it's not from god If he doesn't back it up in scripture, if he doesn't back it up with constant reaffirmation, then it's not from him. Sorry, I was interrupted by my daughter. She just got up from her nap. So, um, she's gonna let me finish this. I thought it was only gonna be a little bit, but 37 minutes is how long she has left. Not bad. Okay, so, um,. I thought I was only gonna go in for like a five-minute session, but I'm sorry I do this to you guys. I don't mean to take up so much of your time. Um I know that some people can't completely listen to all of it, but whatever reaches your heart, just pray about it. And um, so back to the flood, because to me, that was one of the questions I had um, before I was truly a Christian. When I was growing up in a Christian home and being fed all these stories that that to me um, didn't make sense. So flood was one. I was like, there's a bunch of sin going on now, and he doesn't flood us yet. You're telling me that back before there were guns, back before there was like all things that there are now. Um, That sin was so bad that he just was like, nope, I'm starting over. Keeping just one family, starting completely over. That's not how it worked. So, and two of every animal. Alright, so that's the story that we're told. Cool. but The Apocrypha, which is um, other parts that were not included in the Bible, that were written by the same people, by the same, like, I don't understand why it wasn't included in the Bible, because it makes the Bible make sense. Yes, it does take it to another level where you have to start like being like, um, is this plausible? Is this possible? But you're in, in the Bible, Jesus rose from the grave three days after being crucified on the cross. How, if people believe that so blindly and strongly, because I, I do believe that, I do believe that, but I'm just saying, if people believe that so blindly and strongly, how are they not able to believe that um, that the angels who came to earth um, and chose women that were fair to be wives, their wives and procreate with them, by the way, that part is actually in the Bible, it's uh, Genesis 6, and it is um, it is only like one small part of the Bible, where the um, book of Enoch actually goes into great detail of that one verse and makes it make sense, makes everything make sense, but how is that not believable? me it's more believable it's a reason it's a cause and effect so the angels in um, the book of enoch if you haven't read the book of enoch the angels looked and saw women to be fair and decided that they were going to come down and mate with them and procreate with them well that created a hybrid species okay so Literally, that first part that I told you is in the actual Bible in Genesis 6. We're going to go in the Book of Enoch. So, in the Book of Enoch, it says that these um, angels that fell decided they were going to teach humans the ways of the stars. They were going to teach them astrology, numerology, herbology, and teach them the mysteries of the universe. You're going to teach them um, things that... Um, that the angels knew, like mysteries of the universe, and things that were above human knowledge. Now, here's the problem. Because sin was introduced to earth, because we cannot live in a world without sin until sin has been eradicated uh, completely, which means that um, once every single soul that needs to be born is done being born, um, and it will happen. Souls are spirit energy. It is we each, all of us, are spirit energy that's created by God. We breathed the breath of life into our lungs. Breath of life is our soul. Um, it was breathed into our bodies, and we breathed into our bodies. Our soul was breathed into our bodies by God. Every single one of us. And um the I don't I forgot where I was going to this. My daughter is kind of getting impatient, I'm sorry. Um so the um crap. Okay, so basically my daughter really needs me because um, um, even though I am trying to send this you know, message and stuff I will finish it another time but don't just listen to me find your research look at the book of Enoch you'll find for yourself just look at the book of Enoch so research 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 find your answers connect with God because he is the one true God um, but a really quick what I wanted to say before I get off of here because my daughter really needs me she wants to spend time with me and I can't deny her that um, so the um, the angels who were um, that came to earth and were teaching everybody everything well they were by mating with humans it was creating a hybrid it was creating a race that god saw as an abomination it shouldn't have existed um he he had a perfect plan and his plan was even though there was sin on earth he was going to send his son to save the world he couldn't send his son if there was not a perfect bloodline to send it through because he could not be pure he wouldn't be he would have to he wouldn't be pure human to save the human race because this is for us this isn't for the angels the angels made their choice they knew God they saw God and they chose to be without him and uh, make that choice to completely try to obliterate our minds and our souls um, and change us to not believe in him and and to follow our own ways. Well, because they wanted to be like God, they wanted to be worshipped, and I believe that they were. I believe these exact beings are the beings that were in Greek mythology. I believe that those beings existed. I believe that Athena existed. I believe that um, Aphrodite. All in all, not just Greek, but Norse, and all of them, because I believe that they were all worshipped from um, different places. As one person so believe like Aphrodite it has another name in, in the Norse Norse religion or Norse region sorry and um, mythology um, so that that is, um, that is that explains mythology in so many ways to me and I researched it and there are so many um, characteristics, even physical characteristics, on statues and certain things that all these different places have in common with just one uh, god, goddess, whatever, and um, even though they go by a different name, theres it's almost like having somebody with an alias in all these different places but somebody is like describing that person and then somebody in another place describes that person and then someone in another place describes that person and there's certain characteristics and even has a picture and they all have pictures and then they're like, this is the person? Yeah, this is the person. This is the person? Yeah, this is the person. And everybody has the same person in their hand, but they're all called a different name. Like this person is uh, Mike and that one is Jacob and that one is um, Joseph. And um, yes, I'm using Bible names because it's the only ones I could think of at the moment. But anyway, so, That's the point I was trying to make is um, um, read, please read the book of Enoch if you can. Um, Look at some great YouTube um, breakdowns of it if you want, or you can break it down yourself. Um, Compare the Bible to everything because the Bible is always a great, um, a great, what is the word, um, compass in finding the right way to go. But above all, in your heart, ask for those answers and God will reveal them to you in your way, in the way that he knows is tangible to you, in the way that he knows you'll believe, but you have to be wanting it. You have to give up that pride and that control in order for him to gain it. So um, th- once he has that control and power over, you know, be- over your, your spirit, He doesn't use it to um, to eliminate free will and we still have to complete we still have to keep choosing him over and over and over in our choices that we make but what he does is he says okay you accepted me you as your God now because you accepted this gift that I sent only to those who believe in me my son to wipe away the sins that means now no matter what you do All you have to do is ask for forgiveness of your sins and you are no longer without God, if that makes any sense. You can have God right there in your presence and you just have to ask for forgiveness of your sins. And don't believe me? There are times when I went to church and try this. Just try it. It will blow your mind. Before church started, I was like, yeah, there's some things that I need to to uh, completely wipe away before I start worshiping. And I need to ask for forgiveness of my sins. And I need to repent. And I did. It didn't take, like, me just, you know, completely just falling apart, repenting. Although David did that, and he did have the, uh, he was the apple of God's eye. He really, really loved that he was a good repenter. But you don't have to, Just, you don't have to drag yourself in dust and say, Whoa, I'm a horrible person, blah, blah, blah. You can say, Lord, please forgive me of all my sins. I really mean it with a sincere heart. And be ready to worship. And I tell you, there's nothing blocking you. There's nothing blocking you from a a God experience. The enemy wants to come in, and he can't because you've just wiped all the sin away. And remember what I said, sin being... Um, absence of God okay yeah my daughter is be, like giving me the eyeball so she's like mom I'm quiet and it's been too long for me to be quiet so you have a choice either come spend time with me or I'm gonna ruin your entire podcast <laughs> just kidding she wouldn't do that but anyway she's five she's amazing Um, I have some interviews with her on some of my other, um, podcasts, if you wanna, on some of my other, um, what, what, episodes, episodes, that's what they're called in podcast world, episodes, so in some of my other episodes, you can look at, um, some interviews with her, she's a great, awesome person, so research, 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 find your answers, look deeper, don't believe what you're, what you hear, don't believe everything you're told if you are questioning something I don't care what it is if you're, if you're starting to question things, that's a good thing but whatever it is, find your answer keep going until you believe w- without a question or a shadow of a doubt what you believe because there are people who believe something only because they're being told and those are the people that can be easily influenced and I don't want you to be one of them I was never one of them, I've always stuck to my, to myself, and been like, I'm not gonna believe that, just because someone's trying to shove it down my throat, I'm not gonna believe it, it sounds like a bunch of stories, Some like, I, I need to find answers, like, no, so, I did, found answers, and pretty, pretty accurate stuff, so, um, um, Tell me what you think. Leave me some messages on Anchor if you'd like. Um, I can chat you out. Put you on there. Uh, Spread love, light, and positivity. It's what I always try to do every single day. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more. I feel like the next four sessions are going to be about God and some really um, mind-blowing things that I've come across that might change your mind or might get you even deeper into researching and finding truth for yourself. Um, But... They're important and I feel like I should share them because God is love, God is light, and God is positivity. So I'm sharing everything that I can with you on how to be a changed person. And I will say this, the other day I had a God experience, on Sunday I did because I did exactly that. I asked for forgiveness of my sins and I worshipped with my whole heart. And he validated a lot of things, he spoke to me, he validated things. Not everybody is going to get the same, in the same way, validation. There's other validations. He knows what you need in your heart to believe. If you need a physical sign or you need something like something, he knows. For me, he knows exactly what it is and it works. And that's what he keeps using. And it works because I'm like, only God would know that. Only God. No one else. Because I don't speak out loud. And when people speak out loud what my thoughts are to me. And then, of course, knowing who the people are and that they are true believers. Knowing that they wouldn't just come over and tell me something if it weren't true. Knowing, there, there's a lot of things behind it, but just basically that is what it takes for me to believe The things that he tells me know that it's in. All right. So, sorry, I took almost an hour of your time. I'm going to go spend some time with my little one because she is horribly, horribly neglected. She has been neglected for like 20 minutes right now. And she, she's, she's not happy. So, um, I'm going to go spend some time with her and, um, just remember that anything that you believe you should be able to defend and to defend it you must have answers that you found yourself not someone else's answers someone else can lead you to the answers like I told you to look in the book of Enoch but when you read it you'll find out why you'll 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 understand those are your answers that you're going to have questions and you're going to find the answers to yourself many people have similar questions that's why god made the bible cuz it all points to one place unfortunately the bible wasn't kept together the way that it should have been um and what's funny is even the bible references other books that aren't in the bible that are in the apocrypha and i'm like literally This book is referencing another book that's not in the Bible and we're supposed to believe that the other books are invalid and not supposed to be there, but, you know, maybe there's whatever reason that somebody kept it out or took it out of the Bible and D took it out of the canonized version of it, um, but it's there, it's there for you to read, don't have to believe it, makes things make a lot more sense though. Thank you for listening, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed, and um, if you're not tired of listening to my voice, I sound pretty boring sometimes, have a great day, and spread love, light, and positivity, bye. Okay, and welcome to my podcast, Um, I've actually had to take like four takes on this because my GPS keeps um, telling you guys where I'm at, because I'm driving. And, um, yeah, I'm, that, I'm sure that's not the safest thing in the world, putting my location out there. So, uh, oh, oh my god, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, so, um, I had to drop one of the kids off at school, and now I'm on my way home. Holidays are coming up, it's a little hectic, so I'm trying to fit as many podcasts as I can in to um my normal days but it's a little difficult with the holidays coming up. It's really difficult. And I find that um I find myself just like constantly thinking that I haven't done enough for the holidays coming up. Like no matter what I do, I decorate and I'm like, oh well I didn't decorate the outside, so we need to do that and Honestly, it's all just a big bunch of hullabaloo. Like, I'm I'm a positive person, you know, but it's all for what? Like, my kids, they love the magic of it and everything, but um, most of them already know that Santa doesn't exist. Um, My youngest one doesn't yet, and um, I'm debating whether or not to break it to her because I just don't want... I don't want to take away the magic of Christmas, but at the same time, I don't want her to believe in something that isn't true and isn't real and really believe in it. Because then, when it comes to believing in God, she's going to be like, is this the same crap that you're feeding me? Like, I don't know. So, um, I'm, I'm stuck on fence on that one, but I have not yet, um, told her yet, so so the magic of Christmas is, you know, the decorations and the tree and all that stuff for her. And she's five years old and she's pretty smart. She's pretty smart. Now she does know about Jesus's birth. I've explained to her that that's the true reason for Christmas. The magic of everything, you know, and everything going on, um, the decorations and stuff. She, she loves it. Um, I feel like Though that Christmas is supposed to be a time of love and a time of sharing um, each other's company more so than um, having to do stuff. And you get caught up in that um, little whirlwind of like having to shop for everybody and, you know, um, honestly it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of a hard holiday to get through and you kind of just like, oh my gosh, like I have to cook all this stuff, I have to bake I love baking, though, so it's uh, that's actually a plus. But for a lot of people, that's like on their list. Like, oh, I have to bake. I don't want to bake, but I have to bake cookies. What's Christmas without Christmas cookies? So you just you just get caught up in this things to do, and I want to remind you that we never get everything done, no matter what. Every year, we never get everything done. It's not possible. I my grandmother. When she was alive she was the world's greatest christmas thrower like literally like we had gingerbread houses in her house like not just one or two we had she had some in her she had a whole gingerbread village okay that's just one of the things and she had um cookies different cookies every night up until christmas a different set of cookies every night sugar cookies decorated cookies little little strawberry filled cream cookie i don't know this all these different kind of cookies every single night up until christmas and then special cookies just for santa and um then she had entire her entire house and outside decorated like it was a retail place that that santa was gonna come to like it was crazy like i mean the whole santa village like everything she had Santa's sleigh she had santa the reindeer um she had she had fake snow like she went all out like, you would think it was disney world okay she had everything and yet she was still worried she didn't get everything done. She didn't get everything done that she wanted to get done. She had so much stuff on her list to do. And she just constantly piled it on herself. And though it did create a magical environment for me growing up as a kid and stuff. And, um, you know, the different cookies it was just amazing. I always thought that that was pretty special. But it didn't... Um, it didn't ruin Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, it's so early and I'm trying to gain my thoughts. My mouth won't keep up with my brain. So, it didn't ruin Christmas for me when she didn't get something done. It's like, um, why, why did she think she failed? Because it was just amazing. And, um, Everything that she did was amazing and I could have just had you know, like we could have just had one set of cookies And it would still been amazing for me because it was spending time with my family She made it magical with all the decorations, but it would have still been just as magical with my family So don't think that you have to get everything every single thing done every light up Every, every tree in every room, because that's now like some new tradition is now we have to have more than one tree. We have to have a tree in every room and decorate it. And, or not tradition, but that's trending. I'm so sick of things that are trending, to be honest. Like what it is to be a millennial is in a quarter mile turn. Sorry, that was my GPS. Okay, so I'm almost home. The main message that I want you guys to have is that it's about family. So if you are spending all this time trying to get stuff done and it's taking away from spending time with your family, then that's what's ruining Christmas. And as a millennial, I get it because I see all these new things that we're supposed to be doing and like, um, you know... How are we, how many houses, I mean, how many rooms do you have in your house? Like, six, including bathroom or whatever. Um, how are you going to get a tree in every room? Like, even those mini trees and stuff. And then decorate it and then, like, it's, it's just ridiculous. We literally have to stop pushing ourselves to be Instagrammers and um, perfect in every aspect. We have to try to stop doing that. And just spend time with our family. And that is how we're going to make Christmas magical. So um, I love you guys and I just want you to know that um, no matter what you do for Christmas, no matter what you do for the holidays, whatever holidays you're celebrating, uh, Kwanzaa or, um, or Hanukkah or any of them, just make it magical by being with the people that you love and holding each other, and, you know, the things that are free, like singing songs together, and and playing games together, and just spending that time together, because that's the most important part of the holidays. So, thank you for joining me, and subscribe, and um, talk to you guys later. Bye.